I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 147 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today we're reading the New Testament book of Luke, chapter 4, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the CAO Flathead V554 Camshaft 55 by 54 so let's go on over to the CAO website and see what they have to say. Inspired by hot rods and pinup girls, CAO Flathead is a box-pressed badass that hits on all cylinders, as evidenced by the 95 rating it earned from Cigar Aficionado. Hand-shaped to deliver a striking flat top, the cigar features a brawny Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and a blend that's heavy on Nicaraguan leaf. Its front marks are named for engine parts, but the tribute to muscle cars doesn't end there. The packaging gives a nod to the muscle car engine with a lid that's easily removed and used as wall art. And the wrapper is Connecticut Broadleaf. Binder is Connecticut Habano. Fillers are Dominican Piloto Cubano Ligero and Nicaraguan Ligero. Body is medium to full. Suggested drink pairings are bourbon or a stout, and the tasting notes are sweet, fruit, leather, and rich. And the Vitolas are the V770 Big Block 7x70, the V642 Piston 6.5x42, the V660 Carb 6x60, V554 Camshaft five and a half by 54 and the V450 spark plug four and a half by 50. That is the CAO flathead.
So let's get into this week's reading of the book of Luke, chapter 4. I am reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. And Spurgeon comments on verse 13, After the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. If we have peace and quiet tonight and are not tempted, do not let us become self-secure. The devil will come to us again at a good opportunity. He will come and attack us when we are alone, sad, and lonely. He can even find occasion when we are in company, especially when it is mixed company. We may easily be overawed and led astray by them. He will frequently come and find an occasion against the children of God when we are sick and ill. He knows we would not mind him when we are in good health, but sometimes when we are down in the dumps through sickness and pain, he begins to tempt us to despair. He does the same when we are poor. When a man has had a great loss in business, down comes Satan and insinuates, Is this how God treats his children? God's people are no better off than other people. Then if we are getting on in the world, he turns it the other way and he says, Does Job fear God for nothing? He gets on by his religion. You cannot please the devil, and you need not want to please him. He can make a temptation for you out of anything. I'm going to say something that will surprise you. Another time of great temptation is when we are spiritual. You know it is easy to be on the Mount of Transfiguration, and then to meet Satan at the foot as our Lord did when he came down from that hill. When you have a heavy load to carry, he will tempt you. When that load is taken off, then he will tempt you worse than ever. Whatever the temptation, what I have to say is this. Watch. First, watch and pray that we do not enter into temptation. And by the conflict and the victory of your master, go into the conflict bravely and expect to conquer by faith in him, even as he overcame.
And back to Luke verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land, and Elijah was sent down to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow." And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. And Spurgeon comments on verse 27, And in the prophet Elisha's time, there were many in Israel who had leprosy, and yet not one of them was cleansed, except Naaman the Syrian. The young man who had left the place for a while, and who, during his absence, had acquired great fame as a teacher and miracle worker, had come home. There was, naturally, much curiosity to hear him. They supposed he would make the town where he had been brought up to be the chief place of his blessings. They were his fellow townsmen, so surely they had some claim on him. But our Lord, knowing well that if they really understood his teaching, they would not be pleased with it, and knowing that the blessings he came to bring were not what they desired, at once dealt honestly with them and told them that Elisha did not heal the lepers in his own country, but one was healed who came from a foreign land. From this he led them to infer that likely he would do his greatest deeds of healing elsewhere than at Nazareth, that God might be pleased to grant the richest supplies of his grace on heathens, on Syrians, and not on those who seemed to suppose they had some right or claim to it. Our Lord, in fact, preached to these people the great doctrine of divine sovereignty. That was the main point of our Savior's discourse, and his fellow townsmen could not endure it, as many since have not been able to endure it. Seeking to end such hateful teaching by murdering the teacher, they hurried him from the synagogue to the top of the precipice where their city stood, that they might hurl him down 
and destroy him. And back to Luke verse 28. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their own town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him, and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Luke. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time... Have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless.